check, check. Roland from Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. Good morning or afternoon or evening, whatever it may be for you. Welcome back to another episode of Admission Accomplished. I'm your host, x Hip, and today there is no guest. Today it is yours truly sitting in the quote-unquote studio. I am currently in Columbia, South Carolina from my hotel room, so you guys might get a little sounds of South Carolina <laughs> in, in the background of this one. Um, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the admission process. Um, so I'm going to give you all kind of a admissions session, um, talk a little bit about Virginia Tech and a little bit about what we're looking for on the application. Um, it is currently, this episode dropping October 8th, so people are starting to wind up and, and get their applications done. So I really want to kind of give you guys some insider tips on how to make that application you know, stand out, make it um, kind of well-rounded, um, and what to put on it. So without further ado, let's get started. Um, so obviously Virginia Tech Uh, located in Blacksburg, Virginia. Our full name is Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. We've had many name changes throughout the years, so you might also hear us referred to as VPI. So, like I said, land-grant institution founded in 1872. Um, We are kind of charged with that mission of giving higher education back to those who couldn't find it or afford it elsewhere, and that's still part of our mission to this day um, as a land-grant institution uh, here in Virginia. Our motto is Ut Prosum, it means that I may serve. And when I talk to students about the the service aspect of of campus and of the attitude here on campus, service looks a lot different depending on who you are. Um, There are a number of different ways you can give back uh, to the community here at Virginia Tech, and that can be through, you know, typical service, like service fraternities, sororities on campus. Um, We have the largest student-led Relay for Life uh, in the country, so if you're interested in giving service through you know, organizing different uh, charitable events. That's definitely where you can serve. Um, little known, I guess, very well known in the state, but little known fact out of the state is that we were actually founded as a military institution. Uh, so we do have our Corps of Cadets on campus, and we'll definitely be doing an episode on them at some point. Um, but they make up about a 1,000 students here on campus each year, and we do have every branch of the military represented except for the Coast Guard. So, obviously, that is another way you can uh, show your service through joining the Corps of Cadets and and commissioning into the military afterwards. Um, So, that's definitely another way you can serve. We are a large research institution, so research is a huge part of what we're doing on campus in in really any major, whether, I know, typically (laughs) typically when uh, you you think of research, you think of, you know, chemical engineers and, um, you know, physicists and things like that. And obviously we have research in those areas, but if you're a history major, if you're a political science major, if you're, you know, a business major, there are still opportunities for you to do research and to do um, out of the classroom projects, internships, things like that, to get you out of that classroom. Um, And that service as well, because you're giving back to not only the Virginia Tech community, but maybe, you know, your findings, your, your studies are benefiting the, the country, benefiting the state, benefiting the world. So, Um, That's another way you can do service. And then, of course, just getting involved here on campus. Um, If you're getting involved in different clubs, organizations, uh, maybe a sports team, whatever it may be, you're making your time better here, not just for yourself, but for your fellow Hokies around you. So lots of different ways to show that Oot Prosum spirit and that that service here on campus. Um, We do have a large alumni base, so around 200,000 living alumni. If you are an alumni or know any alumni, you know they're very passionate 
Um, and so that's definitely a network we like to tap into here at Virginia Tech and get you guys internships, jobs. We use uh, something called Handshake to kind of connect you with alumni, um, different mentorship programs throughout our colleges. So lots of ways to kind of connect with those alumni um, and make your mark here. When you are applying into Virginia Tech, it actually is a direct entry process. So you'll actually apply right into your major. You'll notice that on the application when you go in, you're able to select what major you want to go into. And so if you're not quite sure yet, we do have several undecided options as well. We have university studies, which is generally undecided. However, that one fills up pretty quick. Um, so I, I really want to reserve that undecided major for students who truly are undecided. Um, so only use university studies if you, you know, hey, I, I'm not sure what I want to do at all, and I really kind of want to explore my options. You'll get an advisor that will help you figure out what you want to do, um, find the right major for you, the right fit um, by the end of your sophomore year. So um, really reserve that for students who, who truly um, are undecided. Uh, we also have undecided options within all of our colleges. So an example I like to use is the College of Business. Um, so like students in high school a lot of times know that they want to practice business, but they don't know if they want to do marketing, management, accounting, or you know what have you. Um, so they can apply an undecided college of business. And that goes for all of our colleges. So like undecided natural resources, undecided liberal arts, undecided architecture, undecided um, agriculture and life sciences, so on and so forth. Um, the only one you can't do that with is engineering. And that's just because all of our engineers come in as general engineers to begin with. So my engineers out there, you'll see on the application, general engineering, and then a little drop down to select you know, the different type of engineering that you want to do. Um, but you will start off that freshman year as, as a general engineer um, for that first year. And speaking of application-wise, I mean, we are on the Coalition, um, but we are also on the Common App. So whichever one you so choose, uh, you can use either one. We don't really have a preference as to either one. But let's talk about how we're reviewing your applications. What are we looking for? Um, that's really the meat of this episode. Um, so I want to talk to you guys about you know what it's going to look like when, once we start reviewing applications. Um, and once I get off the, off the road and, and back into uh, my office space to just stare at my screen for a little long, uh, for you know, a couple months, um, reviewing these applications. So, so in a typical year, um, we get a little, around 30,000 applications, um, but we, we've gotten anywhere from you know, 29,000 to around 42,000 applicants each year. Um, and so obviously with that large pool of applicants, um, we have different targets, different goals of bringing in, you know, how, what is our freshman class going to look like? We haven't officially set our freshman class target yet, but typically it's somewhere between six and 7,000 students. Um, but keep in mind, you know, not all of those 40,000 applicants are wanting to come to Virginia Tech. So, um, you know, students are going to different schools. You have to account for variables of, you know, how many students will say yes to our offer, how many students will say no. Um, and so I wouldn't freak out about, you know, 7,000 out of 40,000 because that's not how the numbers actually break down. So um, we'll have to kind of filter out through those. Um, but what we're looking for, uh, we do a holistic review at Virginia Tech. Um, we're going to look at you both academically and on your, your personal side of things. So what are you doing in the classroom versus what are you doing outside of the classroom? We're going to look at both. And so I'm going to kind of walk you through what that looks like here. On the academic side of things, um, we're going to be looking for your, your academic rigor um, your, and, you know, what you're doing in the classroom. Um, typical year, we would look at your test scores, but like I said, we are test optional this year. So keep that in mind, uh, and I'll come back to that and talk a little bit about, you know, that test optional kind of policy this year and what that looks like, because I typically get some follow-up questions on that one. So I'll come back and talk about that in a second. But 
The biggest thing we're looking for is going to be your transcript. So what grades have you made all four years in high school? What have your classes looked like? Have you pushed yourself in those upper-level classes that are available to you at your school? Um, I, I want to use this time also to dispel myths. So we do not have quotas for, for different schools. So if you know if everyone at your high school applied and everyone was qualified, we could technically let in every single person from your high school. Um, there is no quota we need to fill from certain schools. There's no cap on how many students we can bring in from high schools. We can bring in as many as we'd like, as long as they are qualified applicants. So um, keep that in mind uh, when, when you're applying. If you know Jimmy has 20 friends that are applying, that's okay, uh, because there's no there's no cap on how many students we can let in from different schools. Uh, and we do evaluate you compared to your own school. So what does your school offer? Uh, if your school doesn't offer calculus, I'm not going to punish you for not having calculus because it's not available to you. So I want to see what's available to you at your particular school and how far you're pushing yourself within the bounds of what is available to you. Uh, and that's what we're going to look at. So when you actually go in to apply, you'll actually self-report your grades to us. So you'll go in and tell us what grades you made and what classes you took throughout your four years in high school, and we will take your word for it. So instead of sending us that preliminary transcript, you don't have to worry about doing that if you are uh, a domestic student. If you're an international student, then you'll go ahead and send us those transcripts. But if you're a domestic student, then you just need to worry about going in, telling us what grades you've made uh, and what classes you've taken there. Um, and keep in mind, this is for freshman applicants. We'll do a whole episode for transfer students, um, but this is going to be focused more on freshmen. So uh, like I said, we are test optional this year. Uh, we are looking to be test optional going forward, but that takes a lot of different requirements and hurdles to jump internally. So while we are, are fighting the good fight here at Virginia Tech and kind of discussing, you know, what it's going to look like down the road, we are test optional for this year. And typically the question I get uh, follow-up wise is, especially for my engineers out there, is, is all right, well, if I, if I do take it, you know, what's a good score to send? Um, and, and typically uh, I will focus in on engineering here because if you're, if you're not in engineering, it really is not going to be a huge part of your application process. Um, even if you are in engineering, it's not a huge part of your application process. Even before COVID, we were really focused on that transcript, and that was going to—that was always the biggest thing that we cared about. Even when test scores were um, a, a part of that application process and not optional. So keep that in mind. Um, but for my engineers out there, I would say we're going to look at that. If you do send it, we'll look at that math section the most. So anything kind of above a 650 on that math section. Uh, the closer to 700, the better to send. Um, things are getting a little bit more competitive, so I would probably say the closer to 700, the better on that math section to send it to us. So anywhere between that, that kind of realm. Um, but like I said, the biggest thing you need to worry about is gonna be on your transcripts. So for my engineers out there, making sure you have those upper level math courses, making sure you have those upper level science courses, for students who are not applying to engineering, uh, pretty much, you know, make sure that you are pushing yourself in the upper-level courses as well. If you're, you know, a history major, an English major, make sure you're taking those upper-level courses that can, you know, apply to your major. And if you're undecided out there, obviously just try to have a rigorous schedule. Um, obviously, you don't have a set major that you can kind of tailor towards, but just push yourself in upper-level classes. And like I say, we look for a strong mix of A's and B's in upper-level classes. And that's what I tell students when they ask, you know, what's the what's the GPA that you're looking for? GPAs can range from, you know, 4.0 scale to 5.0 scale, 6.0 scale. Some schools are in a 100-point scale. So really when I toss out a number, <clears throat> it's not going to really give much of an indicator depending on the school you're at. So 
I like to tell students a strong mix of A's and B's and upper level classes at your school, whatever GP that equates to at your particular school, that's what we're looking for. So that is the academic side of things. Let's talk about the personal side of things a little bit here. So uh, we are obviously going to ask you those four short answer questions. We call it the Oot Person Profile. You can find them on our website as we speak. Um, so we're going to ask you about any service that you've done, any resilience you've shown, any leadership that you've had, and then any long-term goals that you have for your future. These are all kept off at 120 words each. So keep in mind that they, they are short answer. Um, you're going to need to have to you know filter down and you know not write you know a bunch of uh, paragraphs. So you will be kind of capped on the application. It won't let you go more than 120 words. So don't waste your energy saying it was a dark, cold, rainy day and stormy night. Just go ahead and get to the point. Tell us what you're doing. Um, tell us what you're doing outside the classroom. So that's a great time for us to get to know you. A lot of times students you know, will we'll ask, how do you get to know applicants? And this is a great way to kind of get those intangibles uh, to be a part of your application. So definitely make sure that those are, are well thought out and, and a part of it. Now, I will say, engineers, do not skip these. Students all the time think, you know, oh, I got a perfect math score. I got, you know, straight A's on my transcript. I don't have to worry about these short answers. Don't do that. Don't be that person. You're going to need to write reports. You're still going to need to know how to write, even though, even if you're, you're more math science focused, you're still going to need to know how to write in the industry. So we really do appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to do these as well. And they are short answers, so you're not spending, you know, hours and hours necessarily on these. So, yeah. <clears throat> also, if you're doing any sort of um, out of the classroom, you know, activities sort of like clubs, organizations, if you have a job, if you babysit, if you, you know, take the trash out, whatever it is, uh, let us know. Uh, tell us what you're doing outside the classroom. Tell us what your interests are outside the classroom as well. That's going to help out on the application for sure. Um, so those kind of intangibles definitely still matter to us. Like I said, we are a holistic review school, so that's going to be something that is a part of your application and a part of what we're looking at here at Virginia Tech. As promised before, I said that I would give you guys some insider tips on how to make your application more robust, how to make your application kind of stand out. And a good way to do that is through those short answer questions, um, spending some time on those and not necessarily revealing to us, you know, your deepest, darkest secrets, but not being afraid to be a little bit more open there uh, and not being afraid to be yourself. This is not something that we're looking for, you know, everybody to be a class president. We really want you to show us who you are um, and how these questions apply to your life in particular. So don't feel like you have to be something that you're not. Um, students who write as themselves are, are much more easily identifiable. Um, you, can, you can tell when you read, you know, thousands of these each year, you know, which students are being genuine, which students aren't, which students had these written for them. Um, we can tell that kind of stuff. So go in there and, and be yourself on these and, and really just take your time uh, and get these done. And I, I would also say, um, and, and don't be afraid to give us detail. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of times students will be very surface level. So they'll say, like, for instance, I like to use my Eagle Scouts out there as an example. They'll say, you know, I was an Eagle Scout. I, I was in Boy Scouts my entire life and I became an Eagle Scout. And that was it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. But what, what was your Eagle Scout project? What did you learn? What did you do? How did that shape you as a person? Um, just telling me that service level stuff doesn't really give me any indicator of, 
you know, your resilience, your service, your leadership, um, your goals, go to that next level and say, okay, well, yes, I was a Boy Scout for my entire life. I, I became an Eagle Scout and this is what it meant to me. This is this was what my project was for Eagle Scout. This is why it matters. Those extra little steps are going to what kind of separates you from the rest. Um, not just stopping at that service level, but giving us those kind of extra details, those extra insights into how it shaped you, um, why it matters, um, why it mattered to you. So um, those are definitely going to help you stand out, and those are going to definitely make it more impactful for whoever's reading your your particular essay. Something else I wouldn't be afraid to do is get in there and list your activities. A lot of students will just list, you know, the the one or two things that they think matter, like, you know, um, like HOSA or DECA or whatever it is, and then don't list any of their clubs. Get in there and list those organizations that you're a part of. Don't be afraid to spend some time on that part of the application. I know it can be a little bit tedious, but when you go in there and let us know what you're doing and what matters to you, even if it's something as silly as like Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know, um, that kind of helps us get to know you, who you are and what you're doing and you know where you're at. So don't be afraid to list those activities that you are taking part in. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, sorry, I'm a little choked up. Um, don't be afraid to list those activities that you are taking part in because no matter how small it might feel to you, that still matters to us. So definitely take those times uh, to, to do that as well. And, and lastly, I'll say um, try not to stress too much. I, I know going to college can be a really stressful process, getting everything done on time, meeting all the deadlines, applying to all these different schools. Will I get in? Will I not? Take a deep breath. Relax. It's kind of the first big step in life, I like to say, for most students. So it's really your first big singular decision. A lot of times your parents, um, your guardians, your, your, your friends, your whoever it is, is that's in your life, help make the decision and are part of that decision. But at the same time, it's, it falls on your shoulders. And this is your, you know, your first big step out into the world, I like to say. So it can be stressful. Um, but really, at the end of the day... No matter what happens from here, you will accomplish your goals. You will be who you want to be as long as you take a deep breath and move with the system, move with the process, um, and we'll get you there. So um, to my students out there that, you know, might get waitlisted or, or maybe, you know, might get denied, it is not the end of the road here for you. We've got several people in our office who were waitlisted and denied um, who now work at Virginia Tech and who transferred in and, and came to Virginia Tech through a different route. Um, so not everybody's path is the same, but if you want to be a Hokie, um, we'll get you to be a Hokie. And if you know you want to accomplish a certain goal, we'll help you accomplish those goals. And so life is much broader than you know these few applications that you're doing here in the fall semester of your high school, uh, your senior year. So we really want to make sure that you know as a person, you know being a person matters before before anything else. So we really want to make sure you're taking care of yourself mentally, making sure that you're taking care of yourself physically. Um, that way you can be happy and be safe, um, you know, once you go to college. So, uh, yeah, and that's really all I have for you in today's episode. Um, just wanted to take the time to kind of talk to you guys about the application process and what we're doing. So feel free to reach out to us with any questions. Of course, I highly encourage a campus visit. If you have not done one already, we are doing tours Monday through Saturday, as long as there's not a football game. Um, and we have different open houses coming up. We have an open house coming up the first weekend in November. Uh, and then we'll have some more open houses in March, uh, as well as we call high school spring break in early April, mid, early mid-April. 
Um, we'll have different visits available for you as well then. So definitely recommend getting to campus if you can. If you can't, then check out our virtual options on our website. There's a campus tour that's virtual, kind of done by like a drone. So you can kind of still see campus uh, and still get around that way too. All right. Thank you all for listening. The next episode, like I said, we're every other Friday. So whatever the next, uh, whatever the next Friday is, um, the Friday after that. So I'm not sure of that date off the top of my head, but that's when it'll be dropping. So thank you very much for listening. Have a good one.